Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Devil's Guns podcast, episode three of the season, uh, titled Rum and the Blues with the Saints. I'm guessing we cannot dissect what that means. Robin and Lukaku gave us the blues. <laughs> I actually was talking about <laughs> rum. I said I was I was talking about rum like alcohol, you know. Usually you drink when you have the blues, you know, but okay. Uh, that's my own interpretation. <laughs> so Kyle gave us the blues. How have you been, man? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was very good actually. I came away with a sore knee. My left knee is the size of a mango, but it's alright. It's like so Why? It's like what happened? I'm too embarrassed to say on the episode, so we'll talk about it after. But yeah, um, also the the driving. I was driving. I I did a lot of driving this weekend, so yeah, it it didn't help my my knee. And I've since high school, I've always had a bad left knee. But yeah. Okay, never call yourself Ajit Paco anymore. Okay. Um, I never called myself Ajit Paco, so I don't understand what you're talking about. You have. You have, no. but anyway, I digress. I digress. Thanks for asking me how I, how my weekend was. I will say it anyway. Okay. It was shit. It was a yeah, shit weekend, and Arsenal has a large part to play in it. <laughs> anyway, let's just jump straight into it, man. Yeah, I was so weekend. obviously, the biggest match of the weekend was. Uh, Arsenal Chelsea. Yes, yes. Can I give ask me your view? All right, yeah, shoot. Because I, I saw, I saw that before, before the game. You know, you cheered your team on, which obviously is kind of expected. I mean, yeah, no one's, no one's going to expect their team to lose. But did you? Like, what were your real expectations from the game? Really? Look, I've said this thing hundreds of times. Okay, every fan has to hope for the best outcome. Yeah. Now. Obviously, we the odds were against us. Okay, a lot of our first teamers were out. Mm. Obama Young just recovered from COVID. Lacazette is out. Pate is out. Mm. Ben White is out. You know, um, so a large part of our first team squad was out. Gabriel as well was out, mm. and we're playing the European champions. Yes, we have a good reset record against Chelsea. And that was the only thing, like, I was banking on, like, the boys yeah. were going to turn up to play at home. Because it mm. was, like, the f- our first match at home with the full stadium, you know. Well, it wasn't full. There were some empty seats. Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of fans um, have lost hope mm. in Ateta's regime. Yeah. So, look, we, every, we just wanted to see a good game. Okay, when it's a good game, hopefully it gives Chelsea a tough time. Chelsea was expected to win. Mm, but you wanted to, like, you were, you were hoping that you could upset the odds. Yeah. If not, upset, at least get a draw or make mm. it hard for them. But it felt like a Man City win, you know, where they just, they played us, man. They played us. And mm. when, they, when they got comfortable, they just put... Put us at arm's length, you yeah. know, we're, we're swinging, but we cannot touch them. Yeah, very embarrassing, very embarrassing. Yeah, you know, and 
when you think back at it, just last year, both Chelsea and Arsenal were struggling. Yeah. Arsenal beat Chelsea. I think it was 3-1. And Lampard got sacked a couple yeah, of yeah. games later. Fast forward a year, see what happens. Arsenal yeah. haven't grown, even though we spent over 129 mil. Mm. And Chelsea are European champions and they're competing for the league. See, so it just it shows how much um how it how decisive or being this decisive can help. Yeah. yeah. Um Ateta has been backed. Ateta has been backed a lot. Okay. Yes, you can't change the fortunes of a team in one transfer window. Mm. We might have spent the most, but the team has been decaying for a while. Mm. So it's expected. Chelsea and City, they don't need to spend as much as we do because they mm. have been spending for years. Okay, so that's yeah, so that um, statistic where they will say Arsenal has not spent the most. Yes, we spend the uh, most, but yeah, we haven't spent anything in the past couple of years. Or mm. at least you could say since Ateta came in, that's when we started spending more. Because Ateta mm. has spent like 200 mil. Mm. And there and then lies another fault of his. Mm. How many of the players he has brought in, how many of them have been successful? Yeah. But let, let's almost focus not. On, let's focus on the game itself. Let's focus on the game itself, you know, then you know, I mean maybe later on we'll talk about you know transfer business and we can really do the um the, the signings and all of that and what whether they've been successful or not okay let, let's talk about because uh, i don't know much about pablo mari yeah i mean when when you think about chelsea right because i remember when lukaku first burst onto the scene and everyone said most people said the same thing immediately he has the potential to be like Chelsea's sort of like reincarnation of Didier Drogba, you know. Although, like, I don't know if Lukaku will ever be or as dominant, you know, as a hold up or focal point of the attack as as Drogba was, you know. I don't know, but yeah, um, it's it was always difficult. Even the best defenders would struggle against Drogba, but I I don't know. It just seemed like there was a little bit of there was a glaring inexperience in the way Pablo Mari marshaled Lukaku throughout the game. I mean, maybe in the early stages of the game, you know, especially with the goal they scored, you know, how he was too tight, he got turned, didn't follow Lukaku into the box, and, you know, we all know what happened. But it just seemed like he didn't learn as the game went on. And that for me, it's a, it's, it's a big red flag, I guess. Um, so my, my question is, what did you make of how your defense handled the Chelsea threat? Uh, to me, and this is why Ateta got tactics wrong. Mm. Now, I don't know what, obviously, you're not playing with the back three is very tricky. Yeah. They tend to is it that they overload the wings or if mm. you concentrate too much on the wings, they'll pack the middle and they'll penetrate. Mm. Okay. And I actually thought they were going to start with 
back three. Uh, play Tierney as part of the centre backs and Saka as a wing back. You know. Okay. Okay. I thought, but that's not what we did. Instead, like Saka, like our wide forwards were pressing their centre backs. Mm. Pressing their centre backs. If our wide forwards are pressing their centre backs and they bypass the press, what happens? Their wing yeah. backs are free. Yeah, you're left exposed at the wings. Okay. Now, if our full backs try and close down um, their wing backs too early, mm. Mount and Kai Havertz are free. Free, yeah. See, so, so that's where things get tricky. And I, that's exactly what happened. Mm. Saka was with As- Aspera Quetta mm. and Reese James was Mount. Free. Yeah, and another thing, so I don't the whole Shaka Tierney and uh Saka that mm. triangle was just off, yeah. That, that triangle yeah. was just off. I don't know if Shaka was instructed to move mm. back into the to play as a center back at times to be shuffling between center back and um CM, yeah, because. I don't know if that was the instruction because even when Saka didn't track back for the first goal, it's as if no one said said anything to him. Yeah, yeah. Because for the yeah. second goal, the exact same thing happened. Same thing happened and the way Ateta yeah. is, Ateta is the guy that likes to point out mistakes. But mm. it was, he seemed quiet, you know? Mm. So I don't know whose fault was Saka's fault, whether it was Saka's fault, whether it was Tierney's fault. But all three have a part to play in it. And mm. I think you'll notice um, and they just you know? they never seemed to learn from it they just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and that was what was I, for me even though I'm not an Arsenal fan that was what was frustrating because I just it just it was like when are you going to learn you know the and, the, and this is why I keep on I'm not hating on Shaka but sometimes they you have to be the manager on the pitch. You are the team leader. Yeah, yeah. Se- several times, like, look, Paolo Marie, he might not be the world's best player, okay, or best defender. Mm. But you could see a lot of times he needed help. Put his screen in front of him. He kept on shouting for help. Hey, you guys. Because Chelsea, Chelsea had a straight ball to Lukaku. There was, nobody was screening Lukaku. Mm. And Lukaku can hold the ball up. Put a body in front of him. Put a body behind him for fuck's sake. As in, do do something different. Instead, our midfield was wide open. They were all trying to compensate for the wide areas, and they didn't neither. They didn't compensate for the wide or the middle. I don't. You know? I don't know. Like it was just so weird, you know. Like, uh, and this is where, like, if a more reactive coach. Would have made an yeah. adjustment. Adjustment, yeah, yeah. No adjustment, and it was a simple adjustment because Saka can play left wing back. Yeah, he, he has played he, it before. Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, and he didn't look quite fit. That's so weird. He look quite fit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It was just it, it was a sad game. To me, it showed more. Um, Shortcomings of being 
Mikel. Mikel yeah. Arteta. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna say she gets sacked now, but it's worrying. Most time. likely, most likely, see, we have to win that game against Westbrook in the Carling Cup, just mm. so we can get a win under our belt for the, our season to start. Yeah, if we do not win that game, the fun. red flags are there. Well, because against City, I've been there, but it's like you're shining a light on it now, you know, like yeah, yeah, no, this one is sack, 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 kind of red flag. Yeah. City, nobody's expecting us to do anything against City. Bro, but we cannot it? go there and embarrass ourselves. We can't embarrass ourselves there. So ideally, it's after the international break where we have, I think we have Norwich, Burnley, and Spurs. Those three games, we need to get points. At so least seven saying, points. Are you saying like you don't expect to... Well, yeah, let me know even well, I don't think we've beaten City in the league for like five years. So, <laughs> I don't think, I can't remember last time we scored against them in the league. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe Lacazette scored against that guy, but it's been a while. So, I'm not expecting anything. So, mm. let's just say our season starts after the international break. Those yeah. three games, if he cannot produce anything, then, bro, it's time to go. Mm. The, the, the the owners just have to swallow it. I know you have backed the guy, you're giving him the money and all, but he yeah. needs to go. He needs to go. Like I said after the first week, it's not financially responsible to keep Arteta as the Arsenal head coach. But yeah, you know, it's one of those Does things. It, like, <laughs> I, you just ask, okay, see, see, we're buying Ramsdale for 20 plus mil. Yo. And we've not still settled our right back position. See the it, right back position. My, my problem it's is like, like, my problem is not, like, for me, I, I think, okay, you know, um, fair enough, buy, buy, buy a goalkeeper, you know. But I just think it's weird that if you're going to buy a goalkeeper, you buy a goalkeeper that was relegated. And no offense to Ramsdale. Twice. Like, Twice. Exactly. Like, so what, they're, like, probably what are seen, they're probably seeing some stats. You know, they're probably seeing some. To be fair, he made the England, England squad, so there must be something about it. But my mm. is, okay, he might be a goal, very good goalkeeper, but Bro, he's n- that is not the priority. Get another experienced loan goalkeeper like we did last year. Yeah. And spend that money on someone in in a position we really need in the team. Okay. Uh, Buy another midfielder. Buy a right back. Bro, Cedric has not played for how long? Yeah. Chambers had a bad game while bringing back Cedric. It just shows the manager he doesn't even he doesn't know who to use that right back. Mm. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. So that is a is a problem position. Instead of buying, obviously, look, I think Ramsdale is the long term replacement for Leno because Leno doesn't want to stay. I think that one is pretty clear. Leno doesn't want to stay. But man, there. 
we could have gotten a, an experienced goalkeeper, yeah. lonely keeper, and just invest more in out on outfield players. Mm. All the guys should improve. Hopefully, um, he has a better season like he did earlier in the year. When mm. Patty comes back, when Bamian comes back, when our players come back, if he still fails, then bro, it's time to start printing our Teta out shirts. <laughs> but yeah, um, how about your game against Southampton? You guys um, just keep on so predictable. You see, the thing so is, and, and you're so right, because like um, you have to know what to expect as a United fan. And Ole has improved, but like I said, like we've said, he's not a big club manager. I um, if and that's why the contract extension, not that it doesn't make sense, but the three the years that they've given him don't make sense. They really don't make sense because if a more experienced goalkeeper, uh, a goalkeeper manager should come on the market, I'd expect United to be looking at him, and. The game against Southampton was a disaster. Well, not a disaster, but it was it was set in stone when the lineup came out. I mean, I don't know what Martial is. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what Martial is masquerading as, and maybe it's a bit too harsh because he's just coming back from injury. But as far as I'm concerned, the only person at United that should be taking the number nine role away from Mason Greenwood is Cavani. Not even Rashford. Rashford is not a number nine. But that's just one of the problems with what he did. The major problem is, why do you change the team? Why do you change what worked for you? Why don't you give Van der Beek a run? Van de Beek is a, is a ball-playing CM. Tell Fred to sit. Tell Fred to do the, the, the dirty work, the interruption of play and all of that. And get a ball-playing CM in there. If you're not going to go out and buy someone, then use what we have if you do have to make the change. Matic slows the game down. We've said this so many times. And it was it was clear as day. Okay, fair enough, you know, because um, of the way we we lined up, they, our wings, the threat we had on the wings in the first game, even though the first game was a lot more open, wasn't really present, you know. But even at that, I feel with a better defensive, with a better midfield pairing, we'll have had a better outcome from the first half concerning the Bruno Fernandes foul I don't even think that should be spoken about it's something like in in my opinion that's something that can be given or not given in football did he shove Bruno yes but how many people get shoved on the pitch that it doesn't get called as fouls like come on there's no there's really no point in arguing that really Fred should do better for the goal if your foot is going to be there to cause a deflection you should be able to get there and cause the block 
And that's the problem with Fred. He has improved, but there's still more. For one, I mean, have you did you ever hear the interview that Troy Dini gave? Um, is it last no. season? Last season, he was talking about United. Or oh, is it two seasons ago? I can't remember. But he was talking about United, and he was like, "Yo, like, if there's any player they look out for when they're playing United, um, I think this was before Watford got relegated. They look out for Fred because oh, of, yeah, I think I heard about the yeah, because of Fred's um indecision going forward and the fact that he has to take more than one touch. I'm sorry, that is poor. That is poor. If your opponents and no offense to Watford, but it is Watford, can point that out about the last line of defense before the defense, then mate, you have to you have to pull up your big boy pants and perform. You really do. The pairing of Jorginho and Kovacic in Chelsea leaves a lot to be desired as a United fan. Like, I look at that pairing and I'm just like, brah, I would kill for something like that in centre midfield. And sometimes it, it does seem like we have something like that when McTominay and Fred click. But it's, this, it's the reason why United, a lot of United fans have been calling for the signing of a DM. We are, like David O says, we are sweet in the middle. And that cost us. But yeah, the Martial selection, like, what was that? And I loved I loved it when um when they interviewed Pogba and you know they were talking about the away record and how we've equaled Arsene Wenger's and Arsenal's away record, the twenty seven games away on unbeaten and all of that. And Pogba goes, Well, that's nice, but I want to win trophies. I love that. Because as a marker, he set a marker down for United. Because we need Pogba. We do. As much as I, I don't like when players don't have, or we, you know, there's this question mark over players, you know, contract and extensions and all of that. We need Pogba. We actually I think need to go to guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. I won't be surprised. Like, I won't be surprised if, because I feel like if we don't get him to sign a contract extension before mid season, We've lost Paul Pogba. We've lost Paul Pogba. And with the way things are shaping up in the transfer market, with, and we'll talk about that later on, there are a few clubs, well, not a few, but there are more, I think there's, there's, there are options for him now, you know, because it seems like as if you know, the messy transfer, you know, that avenue was blocked, but there are options for him now. And honestly, really, like, I don't blame him. He needs to be in a team. And, and just think about it. Think about if Pogba leaves. Think about what that says. Oh, the kind of feeling that might instill in the two big names we just signed, Sancho and Varane, you know? But it's what to expect from Ole. It literally is. That, that next step or the next few steps he needs to take to be that manager that you know, a club of United stature requires. He he hasn't taken it yet. And I don't think he can take it while being United manager. I don't think that's going to happen. If if we're waiting for that to happen, then I'm sorry, we're going to be dealing with things like this for at least two more seasons, in my opinion. At best, I think well, he's a three-and-a-half-star manager. 
At least you guys didn't lose. Yeah, I mean that's anyway. Cool. Yeah, let's let's move on to segments. The second segment of the episode, man. Seeing as we've gone past oh before we get there, let's talk about the rest of the the Premier League fixtures this weekend, you know. And uh I guess the the games that stood out to you. Um, uh, I think there's nothing really much to, to talk about there. Um well, obviously uh, scored. Yeah, that's his time. Uh, we're happy for him. <laughs> well that happy. guy he he it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how he develops. Mm. It's gonna be very interesting to have to develops. But yeah. But yeah. No, that's that's I, I was actually gonna talk about um Danny Ings and his goal against Newcastle. I I think like when I when I think about Danny Ings and where he's at in like the club he's at right now, I think Aston Villa have done really, really good business. Really good business. That was a great finish by Ings. Yeah. But, yeah. He's always been a really good striker. Mm. So unfortunately it didn't work out for him at Liverpool mm. due to injury. But yeah. Yeah, then um so that been a good substitute for Firmino. You mm-hmm. know, it's still yeah, good. Yeah. And West Ham just dished out a beating to Leicester, so hey. Woes for Brendan. West Ham are looking really good, man. Yeah, yeah. Ben Ben Rama looks good. It looks good. What? I think yeah. it's two assists and a goal already. He's on my fancy team, so I'm happy for that. Mm. Okay. All right, let's move on to transfer business. I mean, it's, the window is almost coming to a close, and, you know, there are a few interesting things that are developing, but, you know, obviously, before we go into the rest of it, let's, you know, Arsenal, you know, we've spoken a little bit about Ramsdale, we've spoken a bit about Odegaard, but really the question I want to ask is, you know, where's the direction, you know, like in terms of like the transfers that are being made, you know, do you think there's, there is even any side direction for Arsenal? Because also, I also heard that, or I read that was a club inquired about William. I'm not sure how true that is, but I'm pretty sure a lot of Arsenal fans would be happy to see him go. William is a cunt. Wow. Not only for him, whether it is, or whether or whether it's his uh, marketing team, when Chelsea posted the one, he liked it on Instagram. Whether no it was him or the marketing, team, he liked it. <laughs> and check, check when Chelsea scored goals, he was celebrating in the VIP box like never played for us. Fuck that guy, man. Make him stay long. He stayed in London for like three, four more years because of us. So he should, he should, he should chill. <laughs> I know that he loves Chelsea, but show some respect, man. Mm-hmm. I have Cor- um, Corinthians. Yeah. Corinthians wants to buy William. They should just oh, take they should yeah. that guy, man. Age, um, age is a bitch. How that guy has declined. People don't talk maybe. about it because. They didn't. We didn't sign him for huge money, as in terms of a transfer fee. Mm. But he has declined so fast. Yeah, like I William. Feel like, 
he never really reached the heights that you know people expected of him. You know, and that happens sometimes with transfers. You know, and I mean, he always had flashes and bangs. You know, like, but he never actually could sustain it. You know, yeah. I think for but us, yeah. it's clear we're just we're trying to invest in youth. Mm. Um, we're investing in more English players. But at the mm. same time, I think Sangna made a very good point. Where are we buying too much youth? Mm. Okay. And no experience. Because, and no experience. So when, when you talk about experience, we're not saying buy. You know, experience is relative. You, you can get a 24-year-old that is really experienced, you know. Yeah. yeah. And instead of getting all these 20, 21-year-old guys, it's all good because they'll keep their... So it's almost as if they're overcompensating for the mistakes they made in the past. You know how we're buying 30-year-olds, 30-year-olds, all these stopgap solutions like William, David Luiz, um, mm. Obama Young, although Obama Young has been better than most, you know, mm. P- Peter Check, all these guys have come in and with varied degrees of su- success, and yeah. we've not gotten any transfer value from them. So, so they're not going to the other side, whereby they're just buying youth. You know, yeah. youth, really young players that can develop and keep their value. Almost, and you kind of ask yourself, my bro, Arsenal fans have been patient oh. for a very long time. Long time. And you're now buying all these young players, hoping for them to develop without any, with with not a lot of uh, experience around them. <laughs> I just hope, I hope our fans can <laughs> can try not to exercise their anger on on, on the team and put point oh. at the right people, man, because. <laughs> These guys are those guys need time. Ah, yeah. Like, but the thing is, like, I don't think. Well, I hope that the fans aren't going to exercise their frustration on the players, even though sometimes it's it's inevitable. I mean, when you see some of their performances, there just isn't enough fights there. But um, especially with being back now, I think you know power now lies where they can boycott potentially. You know, and I mean, look at the like Arsenal always sell out, always sell out their home games. And you guys have had some of the most expensive tickets in Europe for a couple of seasons now, but that never really mattered. You always sold out games. So it was kind of and it's it's something that pundits even noticed, you know, especially when Arteta was chatting all that shit about well positives from the fans at the beginning and the end. There were quite a few empty seats. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, wise up or lose the backing of the fans, you know. And the only way you can really wise up is show that, you know, through positive transfers and, and not just players, but managers as well. Yeah. What, anyway, time will tell. What do you think about the Ronaldo situation? Oh, I just and that's that's what I was talking about. A few options, <clears throat> excuse me, a few options opening for Pogba. Because, like, first of all, 
that is crazy that he requested to be on the bench. Well, according to reports, because if that's true, then you're looking at PSG thinking, what is happening? To, I mean, I'm not saying Ronaldo is going to decline. It doesn't look like he's going to decline anytime soon. But why would you risk losing Mbappe? Because, I mean, if you sign Ronaldo, then what what message does that say to Mbappe? Do you get what I mean? But I don't PSG know. will not sign Ronaldo. So where will To we me, exactly. So that's the problem. Where can he go? I guess he's pissed because there are rumors that Juve tried to uh, sell it. Not that they are marketing him to different clubs in Europe for like twenty-five mil because his wages are huge. Oh wow! And they want to rebuild the Ronaldo project. Hasn't. I would say he has failed. Personally, it hasn't failed. His numbers are still great. But the team hasn't moved forward. Oh, in no. the Champions League, they have moved no. backward. And in Syria, although Ronaldo's numbers are great, they didn't win this, the league last season. I think it was the first time in like eight, nine years. So, like, they're trying to get rid of him and get some transfer only from him because this is his last year. Mm. So he must have caught wind. He must have caught wind of it, and he's trying to control his future. If if we can oh. say that, but the question is, where can he go? Where can he go? Because no one at that age is going to pay him what he wants. Yeah. So, and even if, even if he cuts his wages to like two hundred k a week, a week, which club will? Want Ronaldo right now? Yeah, thirty six. No. The, the only thing I can, the only thing I can say is maybe United. He can play oh. center for for United. So no, that's that, the only that, team. But then that that then that doesn't fit into our plan. It really doesn't fit into the United plan. The whole youth thing, because then you know, because every if you notice, even the way they're talking about Cavani, everyone keeps saying, "Oh yeah, we have Cavani for." this season that is already like being ruled out the whole Cavani thing is already being phased out so I guess right now they only just acquire as much success as we can with Cavani and look to the future you know I I, I'd expect United to go for Harry Kane or Haaland than to try and get Ronaldo back, it just wouldn't make any sense. It really, really wouldn't make any sense. Exactly. I don't see any team that will get out. I don't see it. Any top team. Why would they? I heard they were trying to get into City. But Pep, Pep, Pep will not want Ronaldo. Yeah, I don't think Pep and Ronaldo is a match made in in anywhere. So, so I don't see any, any top team no, not because Ronaldo is not good, but his age and his status. He's going to demand a starting spot. A lot. So, so he's, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, Madrid, he, yeah, but I don't think he wants to go back to Madrid. Even Ancelotti ruled that out straight up, man. But so, yeah. it'll be what funny about- what happens. It'll be funny what happens with him next year. Maybe he mm. might just go back to Portugal or America. No, I don't think America. I think he'll go back to Portugal. You know, one last dance. 
retire and on this bed of roses and just, you know, stick to his underwear, perfume, and sunglasses line. All right, then. But, yeah, let's, let's call it. Before we move on from transfers, man, you, yo, James Rodriguez and Everton, man, it's kind of crazy. It's crazy. That guy came out to say he doesn't even know who Everton is playing next. Like, I don't get what's going on. I really don't I think, get what's I, I think he was joking, though. I think he was joking. Or, because I, for what I read, he answered the question after a couple of seconds. But But, it's a joke, man, because everybody knows he's outside looking at the moment. So, that wasn't the wisest thing to say. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting to see what will go down there. Like, it's really interesting to see what will go down there. But I wish him the best because I actually really like him. Uh, let's, Let's quickly talk about a couple of things that went on in football around Europe. Tammy Abraham from London with the gift. Really happy for him, man. Standing ovation and all of that. Two assists. Um, 3-1 victory for Mourinho's man. Seems like a nice start to life in Italy for him, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like... Like you said, I really I hope it works out for him. Like I'm happy in English players, young English players are getting to leave the Premier League mm. and test themselves in in other countries, you know. I think it makes them, if not better players, at least more more skilled, more rounded players, you know. Mm-hmm. I said Mourinho seems to have a decent team in Roma, so you know. I, I think I think it'll be good. I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be all right. I think yeah, they sure. might surprise Roma as a team might surprise a couple of people this season. It might surprise the Serie A this season, especially with Inter losing all those integral pieces and all of that. Well, Inter started well. Not sure they can sustain it though. I think Lukaku will be a huge miss for them. Huge. No, no doubt. Oh, I, I, did Chelsea put a buyback clause in Abraham's contract? I, I think they did. I, yeah, I think they did. Yeah. They're not. They're not. How sitting. about for the desired... the the guy at AC Milan, right? The defender. Yeah. I think they've already sold him. I think he he yeah, had a. Really... Oh, you mean did they, they put... does he have a buyback clause? Yeah. I'm I'm not sure about that. You know that was a transfer done earlier in the season. I might have to look uh, I'll, I'll I'll check it out after the episode. But yeah, I don't I don't think I'm not sure they they wouldn't have put that in place because I mean, he's also like a budding young player and Chelsea don't really let go of their budding young players like that, you know. They're always still thinking about the future of them coming back. Did you but catch yeah. the fight against <laughs> Nissan Marseille. Bro, that's crazy, man. You see, the thing, one thing I realized is um, sports fans, not just footballing fans, because I don't know if you're aware of what were the, the few incidences that happened in the NBA close to the end of last season. I think a lot of sports fans, their, their entitlement is, is almost... Re- 
it's ridiculous and it it makes them feel they can do crazy things like why do you throw a bottle at a player even if you're an opposition fan like you know the heckles and the boos are one thing i'm not saying that excuses the reaction of both players and you know staff and the fans but it just you know it, it just doesn't make any sense but I think the the game was played at Nice. Yeah, I think it was a home game for Nice. So, um, there's police investigations, team investigations, and all of that. So, you know, culprits will be found and they'll be fined or banned or whatever. But it really got heated. Like, the managers in, themselves as well got involved in it. Marseille's manager in particular had to be restrained by um, security personnel in the stadium. Yeah. Did you see... Gwendozi, that's why, look, Gwendozi could be a hothead, but the guy is always ready for a fight. See how he, he was on to come and protect his teammates. He had strangled Mark. I like that, but I like that he's, he's always ready to stand up for, yeah. you know, the people he's from bonds with. I think that's very, that's something very special in football. I still have high hopes for Gwendozi. I really do. Yeah. But anyways, have you seen that Netflix documentary? It's no, kind of the same thing that happened. It happened in the NBA against the Indiana Pacers and Detroit Pistons, mm. where the Detroit. Okay. And what happened was, um, the fans were. Taking place, so the players having an agricultural bottle at eternity of full out brawl. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They suspended him for the whole season and stuff. Yeah, yeah, piece was uh, it was quite a really good It's it's a really good documentary. I'll check it out. You should see it. I'll check it. Yeah, uh, Real Madrid's. Uh, six goal thriller and a red card. Gareth Bale finally scored again. Man, I don't know who I think, but their players are so washed. Look, it pains me to say it, and I hope I'm wrong, but Hazard, what yeah. happened? What happened? Man, injuries. injuries. I think he had like three knee injuries in his first season. That's just crazy. Yeah, but he's 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 in Spain, you know, he's in Spain. It's not as if he's in the Premier League where like. His physical attributes are so important. Like mm. he still has skill. No, his skill hasn't disappeared. So why why is he struggling so badly? I don't know. Unless unless what they say about him is really true, that he's a poor professional. Well, he did gain some weight. Like I, I just this, people say he has always been a very Bad trainer. He's always been a very bad trainer, but on game day he, he turns it on. Maybe mm. years of bad training and has caught up with him. Because that was the issue he had with Mourinho as well. Apart from tracking back, Mourinho felt yeah. he didn't work hard, hard enough in training. training. Yeah, maybe that's part of you know, you never know. There are always all these rumors surrounding players, but you never know. You never know. You never. Well, know. Vinicius but, uh, came up with two two late goals, man. 
I said, I think Ancelotti might have his work cut out with uh, Real Madrid this season. He should just try and develop Vinicius and Rodrigo, you know. Those two mm. guys. The brothers guys with love money. Mm. So, because Hazard and Bill are not reliable. They're not mm. reliable. Oh, there's a, buy, buy, there's a buyback fee in Fikayo Tomori's contract with Milan. Uh-huh. There is. There is. Let's look forward to the next fixtures. Obviously, you guys are playing City next, right? Unfortunately, yes. It'd be things. So, we are hoping we will not get smacked. <laughs> well, uh, like you said, as fans. Well, let's see what happens, man. I think I've spoken about it already earlier in the episode. Mm. We usually lose against City and we do not score. So, I'm expecting more <laughs> of the same. Mm. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. But I feel like our season really starts after this game. So, mm. let's see what happens. How about for yeah. you and Wolves? Well, I, I'm hoping we can bounce back from what happened in St. Mary's. But, you know, there's always that um, question mark with United and that sense of, well, not necessarily United, but with, with uh, yeah, I guess United. I don't want to seem like I'm singling out Solskjaer, but, you know. I think it should be a win for us. Uh, we're Molyneux, fair enough, but I don't think Wolves have really hit their stride yet, even with their new manager. And it seems like um, Adama Traore is back to his old ways of doing all the running and the end product is not being there. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're, Wolves are, until this moment, an, an unknown. So... Yeah, there's not really much you can say about them, but it should be. A, I'm expecting a United win. All right, then. Yo. Hopefully, I hope you guys lose, yeah, but Of course, you have, you will have to say, we have broken our as a way record. Bull crap. Anyway. <laughs> not really bothered about records like Pogba. I want trophies. But yeah, thank you guys for joining us again. Um... Our next piece will, our next article, I should say, or column would be around the international break. We'll just do like a little roundup of what's going on. I'm not sure what that's going to be called yet or who's going to write it. But yeah, thanks for joining us as always. Richard, we'll talk about my knee later. And the nose. Yeah, bro, man. It's that time of the year. All right. All right, man. Take care.